Well, tonight I'm going to talk about effective, fervent prayer. Amen. Effective, fervent prayer. I'm going to give you some keys. The major key to effective, fervent prayer, uh, James 5 and 12 tells us that the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous makes tremendous power, what? Available. The effective, fervent prayer of the righteous makes tremendous power available. And the Lord says that's what he's releasing upon the earth. I believe one of the greatest weapons that we have is the power of prayer. And when we say prayer, prayer is simply talking to God the way he wants to be talked to. Do you know some of us feel like we can go into the presence of the Lord any way, any kind of way? Mm-hmm. Let me just pray real quick so I don't... Father, we just thank you tonight. Just open up your spirits. Father, we thank you tonight for such a, a wonderful outpouring of your presence. Lord, I pray tonight that you would begin to activate and charge us and take us to another level in prayer, oh God. Father, I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you would rest upon your people. Lord, you said the effectual fervent prayer. Father, I pray tonight that you would give me grace to cause your people to understand the power they have in prayer. And not only receive with their minds, but catch the spirit of prayer. Lord, you said, ask of me and I'll give you the nations for your inheritance. Lord, I pray tonight that you will release an asking down in our spirit, man. Lord, that we would not be afraid to ask you. Lord, I pray tonight that you will begin to release the spirit of grace and supplication. God, let your people be filled with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. God, I pray tonight night that you would charge us and challenge us and let us be changed in your glory father i pray tonight that you would release an impartation that the clothing tongues of fire will fall upon your people oh god like they never known it before father we want to burn for you father we ask tonight that you would demonstrate your goodness and your mercy and i even hear i hear even on this side that god is healing someone someone who has tumors the healer is in the house to heal you tonight. I release healing in your bodies like you've never seen it before. Yes. I believe God is changing prayer. No longer our houses of prayers is about our grandmothers. You know, with the little tambourine. You got two people with two tambourines and one broke one. No, no, no. This is a new day where God is creating a hunger on the inside of us for more of him. Now, when we talk about effective, fervent prayer, prayer is simply communicating with God. And one of the things the devil wants to stop us, you know, we sing songs that's good, like, God, I'm chasing after you. I'm chasing after you. That sounds good in the spirit, doesn't it? But God's not running. We don't even have to chase. He's always there with us. Now, this is me praying. I've been in the house of prayer. I've dedicated my life to prayer for the last 15, almost 15 years. So what I'm telling you is what God has taught me. I mean, I used to be very religious. You know, God, I want your spirit. I want you. I'm chasing after you. And the Lord, he said, baby girl, I'm not running. I'm right here with you. It was you who left me. 
The devil wants us to live our lives full of carnality and full of fear, but with the wrong picture about God. So the first thing, if we're going to have effective, fervent prayer, we got to have the right picture of God. When Jesus came, he told us one thing. He said, I came to show you what the father was like. And we have to have a revelation that God is our father. And not only is he our father, but he loves us. He loves us more than we love him. And this is a season, it doesn't make, I want you to understand the grace that's in the earth right now. It doesn't make a difference what you've done and what you've been through. God told me the greatest thing he loves to hear is the human voice. Everything, listen to me, according to Matthew 7 and 7, it says, ask of me. Ask, seek, and knock. God, you have to, you'll always remember this. The kingdom of God is voice activated. The kingdom of God is voice activated. Anything you want to get out of the kingdom, anything you want to get out of the spirit, you have to ask for it. So what the devil does is he'll get us over in sexual sin. He'll get us over any kind of carnality. So we'll have shame and we won't run to our father and ask him of anything. But if we would understand who we were, if you understood how much God loved you, I'm telling you, God is going to stop us from praying like widows. He's our father, but he's also our husband, man. It's about a personal relationship with us. He's not angry with us. Actually, he knew you would do what you were going to do before you did it. Why? Because he said our days are fashioned for us before there were any. So this is a season you've got to get a right perspective about God. This is what I've learned is he loves us and his mercy is new every morning. Not only does his love never fail, his mercy what endures forever. So when you begin to get a mindset about prayer, you got to start from the right perspective. God loves your voice. God knew what mistake he was going to make. So if you open up your eyes every day, you might as well get up and go to the throne of what? Grace. The devil always wants to get us in self-condemnation. That's one of the biggest things that stops us from prayer itself. It is the hour that we must take ourselves off of the altar, off of the throne of our hearts and begin to put Jesus on the throne. This is one of the greatest uh, momentum is prayer and prayer is humility. The, the church has trained us that we have to do all this stuff ourselves, especially our apostolic prophetic people. We strong in the Lord. Come on, we can bind, we can loose, but sometimes you get weak. And most times you need the presence of the Lord. You need the strength of God. One of the things we need in prayer is honesty. We need to have honesty because you have to take the mask off. Some days I come to, to God and I'm mad. And I let him know I'm mad. And I think this is not fair. But I know I love you, God. And you, 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 you're wonderful and you're kind. But you, have you ever listened to the Psalms of David? David be like, smack him in the face, knock out his teeth. But I love you, God. <laughs> Have you ever read Green Psalms 3? He said I, he would knock him and knock him on the cheek, smack out, smack him on the jaw, fill their face with shame. But God, you're wonderful. You almost think he was schizophrenic. No, he was honest. 
Come on, he was honest. One of the things I want to do is because I know we have different groups and different places of, of maturity in the spirit, but, and I, but I want to create a bridge. I want you to, to knock down those walls of petition because God wants his people to really enter into prayer. And why make commitments that you know you're not going to keep? I'm going on a 40-day fast. We can't get you to uh, fast 40 minutes. Let's knock down all of that religion. God is always looking at the yes in your heart. Now the church, if the church is on the fast, there's a grace to tap in it. But if you, if, if you, if you mess up, don't get over in religion. That's when you get the strength of God because you say, Lord, I made a mistake, but I come to you, Father. Strengthen me with might in my inner man. And the more you keep doing that, the stronger you get. See, religion always wants us to be in that place of a lie. Religion will always move in works. And when you get over into works, you really, you move from the grace of God. But this is the hour where God is teaching us how to move under grace. Grace is God's ability to do for you what you could not do for yourself. I want you to know that God is opening up the heavens over our lives. And when the heavens are open, we have to learn how to move with the spirit okay okay let's go to acts i'm gonna get I'm gonna, i know i hadn't read a scripture yet i don't know why i'm sweating is it the lights up here uh, or is it the holy ghost so rabashata i make 50 in a couple of months i don't know if i'm just having a personal summer <laughs> let's go i want to go to romans 8 this is this is the other thing i heard the lord say we have to really be filled with the Holy Ghost. And we have to continually be filled with the Holy Spirit. Number one, because his nature is holy. You cannot move in holiness on your own. I don't care how much you try. I was 20, when I came to Crusaders, I was 24. And I've been living saved and celibate for 22 years. I've been married for almost three, praise the Lord. But God, grace kept me. I didn't try to do it on my own. I'm telling you, some of us, we, we, we compartmentalize our Christianity. But you, you know, when you come, what I mean by that is when you come in here, you say, hallelujah, set a fire down in my soul. But as soon as that, whatever it is that, that comes at you, you forget about the fire. Holy Spirit. It's the indwelling spirit that helps you to be holy. You cannot do it on your own. So what do you, what, so prophet is what do I need to do? You really need to be filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Jude 20 tells us, build yourself up in your most holy of faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourself in the love of God. So I'm telling you, this is a season. You have to make it. I want to challenge you if you're not doing it already. Take 15 minutes a day. Just 15 minutes and pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're not filled, we're going to get you filled tonight. But you cannot have effectual, fervent prayer without the help of the Holy Spirit. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the greatest intercessor on the earth. If It is the Holy Spirit that helps us. It is the Holy Spirit that when you begin to pray, he helps you and he shows you what to pray. When you don't know what to pray and you don't know how to pray, all I am is I'm here, God, teach 
teach me. One of the things we have to always be teachable when it comes to prayer. Because what I feel is coming upon the earth is a strong spirit of deception. And the enemy will try to get us doing stuff just by mimicking and not being led by the spirit of God. But I believe that we are a generation that's going to know our God. We're going to move by the spirit and we're going to do exploits. But I know what it is when God releases momentum and grace like this. And three months from now, you'll be looking for the anointing. But this is an hour we're being temples. God is not making us just into glory followers. That sounds good. I'm following after glory. No, I'm not. I don't want to follow after the glory. I want to be a vessel of glory. I want the glory and the power in me. And not only do I just want to carry the glory, I want to manifest the glory. It's one thing to carry it in here, but it's another thing to manifest it. And what I heard God say that he was making this church into glory carriers. He was beginning to cause you to be filled with the glory. And then he's going to send you out and you're going to manifest the glory. Come on. We're not just following after the glory. Show me your glory. Yeah. You see it. Now are you filled with it? What type of glory do you have in you? Ooh. God wants to, I'm telling you, this is such an hour as we're fasting and prayer. There's nothing good, better than a corporate prayer. I love these atmospheres because when we all come together, we lend our strength. It's the time to get filled, to begin to, even doing praise and worship. You need to be praying in the Holy Ghost. Just, God wants you to be so full that at any time the spirit of God can flow through you. Come on. God wants to fill you up. This is such an hour. We got to get greedy and to some degree selfish. What do you mean prophetess? I got to get mine. You can look around and play games and measure, but I know I feel God in this place and I got to get I'm not fighting. I'm not mad. I'm just in here. It's about the kingdom. It's not personal. It's about the kingdom because I always ask God when he starts releasing this, this is not the only church I've been in this year that's had this same type of presence. God is doing something worldwide with his people. He said, Michelle, this is the hour for the cloud. This is the hour that I'm raising up an army of people that's going to manifest my glory, that's going to manifest my character, that's going to manifest my power because America think they don't need me. See, the whole thing, see, as, as intercessors, the asking part, also he said in Psalms uh, 2 and 8, he says, ask of me and I'll give you the nations for your inheritance. What I heard the Lord saying is he wants to give us the nations. We don't really understand that we have the power of death and life in our possessions. If we don't pray, certain things are not going to happen upon the earth. That's why I don't have time to be fooling around in sexual sin. That's why I ain't got time to be fooling around and gossip. I got kingdom business. I can't behave like a civilian. I am a soldier in the army of the Lord. How about you? 
We forget the devil wants to make us forget who we are. Apostle Paul said, look, I don't act like mere men. We are not mere men. Come on, we are children of the living God. We are filled with the spirit of God. We have the power and the glory on the inside of us. We can shift the heavens. Come on, we don't have to have violence in our streets. If we all can get on one accord, we can bind the devil and loose the kingdom. The devil wants you not to know who you are. If he can get us pecking around like chickens, fighting. See, this is the deal. The power of death and life is in your tongue. So whatever you've been speaking and whatever you've been doing before you get in here, you bring all of that stuff in here with you. And the poor minstrels, they got to bind and loose and sing one song and sing. And you're thinking, what's going on here? And all the stuff is in the people. I'm telling you, y'all might say now, prophet, is we trying to get people in the house of God? Don't say that. But this is the way I am. There have been times where God has given me heavenly agendas. And he's doing that. And we're praying things. And it's, it's life and death. So I tell people, look, keep your messy self at home. If you're not coming in, if you're not going to be what they call a dress right dress, if you're not going to come in here ready for some war, if you're not going to come in here ready to do God's kingdom, we don't need you. Go stay home with that riffraff. It's getting to be like that. Why? You coming in here with that mess? You hindering us? We, we cast the same devil out of you every week. I don't know if it's because I term turning 50, but I'm going to work smarter and not harder. Look, I'm challenging people. I'm like, look, that's lust. Come on. No, but I got a problem. No, you need to change your mind and fall out of agreement. Why? (laughs) Why? Because if we have destiny... You know, I I, I believe God, the devil wants to make us waste time. We don't have time to play. We don't have time to keep going over the same things. We're not, this is the hour we're crossing over. We're entering into our new promised land. Look, we, I don't, you got to get develop a different spirit. This is the season where go, some of that, the reason why he has you guys on a consecration and he's giving you mercy and grace to be healed and delivered because this train is about to move, baby. We on our way to another level. God is getting ready to take us to another place and we can't take all that stuff from last five years with us. Come on. It is time for us to rise up and move forward because they have destinies waiting on you. Do you know there are certain people that will not hear the gospel if you don't pray for them and if you don't go? There are people that are assigned to you. My spiritual mother used to tell me that. She said, one day you're going to be standing before great crowds. I'm like, look, all I want is a man. I'm so tired of being by myself. She's like, no, Michelle, you got to begin to know who you are. She said, you saying that just because you know. I'm like, because I couldn't see. I couldn't see who I was. I believe in the house of prayer. See, this is my heart, saints. And I know this is about prayer. And I pray this is all right. This is what I... Because sometimes we can't see our destiny. 
because life has beat us down so much and we've made so many mistakes. We can't see what's ahead of us. We can't, we don't have a future and a hope. God said, I know my plans I have for you. They are good and not evil to give you a hope and a future and expecting in. Come on. So God, we have to see, see, we've been be, the church tells us you're just being religious and you need to humble yourself. No, at some point you got to know there's greatness on my life. Didn't he tell Abraham? He said, look, I'm going to make you great and I'm going to bless you. He told, he told Joseph, all the earth, the stars and the moon, they're going to bow down. See, because the, the, the church, the religious church will beat us down so much. We don't see who we are. So we don't make the right choices. You got to see the whole issue. Mm, the whole issue of the glory of God is to see who you are in the light of his glory. When you begin to see him, you humble yourself, but you begin to see what he's put inside you. And that's how you embrace it. That's the power of prophecy. That's the power of prayer. At some point, if you're really connecting with heaven, you begin to see yourself in the light of his glory. He begins to show you your destiny. He begins to show you the people in the place of prayer. God begins to give you a chunk of his heart for your call. See, the problem is we see ourselves through the light of our pastor and the, the, the mankind. I, it's just a part of the curse. We compare ourselves among ourselves too much. You compare yourself and you take your weakness and you compare it to somebody else's strength. We always come out on the short end of the stick. It's not until you're renewed in the spirit of your mind and you begin to change that tape recorder on the inside of you. And God begins to show you who you are in the light of his glory. He begins to show you where you're going to go. There have been times when I have prophecies over my life that I, I had such a low opinion of them. I was like, these people crazy. All I want is want some money right here. I just wanted a man and some money. Honest. I'm just being honest. I'm telling you, when I was single until I really got filled and encountered the Holy Spirit and he began to show me and talk to me about what he called me to do. But when I saw him for myself in the place of prayer, when I just really humble myself and say, Lord, I, I, I need you. I said, Holy Spirit, you got to show me who I am. I don't know who I am. I know what the word says. I was a good Sunday school goer. I used to teach Sunday school. But until I got on my face, until I shut the door and said, Lord, these people are prophesying. I'm going to go around the world. They saying all kinds of stuff. All I knew was my pain that I was in. All I knew, come on, all, come on, am I talking to anybody in here? All I knew was what I was going through at that moment, but I was too natural. But God said, I want to take you up to, that's why Revelation 4, he said, I opened up a door and I said, come up here and let me show you who you are. Let me show you things from my perspective. That's the power of prayer. It's not just asking God for things. God begins to show you who you are and he begins to show you what he's called you to do. And not only will he do that, he'll begin to give you grace. And when you get the grace and all you have to do is say yes. When I started getting a vision for what God had for me and I started saying yes, it seems like every, 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 everyone that my flesh like, cause see, this is what we do. 
I hope this is all right, Pastor. This is what we do. The devil will send you men and people in your life, women, for who you are right now. And you like it right now, but when you're changed and for where you're going, come on. That joker can't even go with you. He don't even have a picture. Nations. When you get a picture in the prayer, I'm talking, I'm still talking about in the place of prayer. God begins to show you who you are and where you're going. You start saying, mm, no, you can't go with me. I, I, you can't even talk right. Uh-uh. You handsome and everything, but I've got kings and presidents. In my, I, God got me to want to talk to kings and presidents and you jealous. I ain't got time for, look, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> So what am I saying? In the place of prayer, not only you see who God is, you begin to see who you are. Now let's go here. I'm going to read this real quick and then I'm going to wrap it on up because I, I know I got work to do. Amen. Let's go to Romans 8 and 26. Romans 8 and 26. It says, likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now we now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love. God to those who are called according to his purpose now let me just say a few things here it says the spirit of God helps us in our weaknesses some scriptures say infirmities but my scripture says weaknesses this is such a season where the Holy Spirit is in the land to heal you and help you I want to take it from this perspective in your personal weaknesses so in this time of consecration, I'm believing God to fill you with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual understanding. What do you mean, prophetess? Some of the things we're struggling with, we need the Holy Spirit to reveal the source. Have you ever said, now God, I know I fasted, I prayed, and I'm still having these thoughts. I'm still suffering with these particular things. But it's in this season of consecration, Jesus is showing himself to you as your champion king. He is the one that's going to deliver you. He is the one that's the mighty deliverer. But this is the Lord begin to show me, uh, we got to get a greater revelation of salvation. Amen. Salvation means to rescue. It don't, it's not meaning just being saved from saved to go to heaven. God will save you. He will rescue you from those demons that keep harassing you. Come on. Salvation also means, it means to deliver. God wants to deliver you and it also means to prosper you. But it's all rooted in the Holy Spirit showing you your weaknesses. In this time of consecration, don't you leave this month without really having a time where you close the door and you roll up your sleeve and say okay devil it's between me you and the Holy Ghost I'm not going to get up from this place until God gives me a strategy until he shows me where these weaknesses have come from is it on my daddy's side sometimes we need specific prayers the Holy Spirit will show you then he says look at this he said the spirit he said for the spirit helps our weakness for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought though another reading says we don't know how to pray in the situation 
We don't know what prayer is needed in the situation. Every situation has a different prayer. It's time for us to put our finger on the devil. Come on. I'm praying for the finger of God. I pray that God will put his finger on the devil. Things that you cannot see. One time, I was in prayer. And my daughter and I, we were really, really, really close. And one time I was in prayer and I heard the Holy Spirit tell me, he said, break the spirit of Gene Dixon. Like, Gene Dixon, what is that? But my daughter kept having all of these nightmares. And I, I, you know, I began to fast and pray over. You know what the Holy Spirit said? He said, the devil had a plan for you and your daughter to be super witches. The curse of Dick Dixon, that's like a, a diviner, a, a high-ranking priest, demon. I didn't know anything about that, but I know she kept having these nightmares. And once I hit that spirit, she starts seeing angels. But the de- there's certain things on our bloodline that we don't even know. I know it's getting deep in here, but Pastor already said deliverance was going to break out. There's certain things our great-great-granddad and grandmama did, they did, and we don't even know about it. And then we keep suffering certain things. Another thing happened. One of my best friends, I, pray, I begin to pray, give her this strategy. We, we prayed. She could never get pregnant. She, every time she got pregnant, she lost the baby. And we prayed. And I said, Holy Spirit, you know all things. Why does this keep happening? You know what she found out? Her great-grandfather killed a man. So it was a curse of death on her because she was the oldest. So the curse came right down the bloodline. And once we broke that curse, how many of us know she got like six kids now? Come on. It's not deep. Sometimes it's only the the devil that hides in darkness. But God said, let there be light. Come on. Why is it you almost get that job all the time? Mm -mm, That's a demon right there. You know what? The Lord gave me permission. He said, Michelle, intercessors, we always pray for everybody else, but we don't pray for ourselves. We we have a, you know, you can get a religious spirit where, yeah, I'm an intercessor. I'm praying for this person and praying for that person. But sometimes the intercessors could be the brokest people in the church. Come on. The devil want to make us the sickest people, but the devil is a lie. We're going to move forth in power and glory. We're going to break stuff off our own lives. Come on. He said, the Holy Spirit will help our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, what does that mean? The Holy Spirit is a helper. We know that, right? The Holy Spirit is a helper. He is a paraclete. He is not the type of God. He's not the type of that will stand back and say, all right, go on and make the intercession. No, he says he comes down with us. Let's see if you down in a hole, what does he do? He gets down in that hole with you and help you get out. Come on. The Holy Spirit, he stands alongside you and he will help you. So when you begin to pray with groanings, which cannot be uttered, that don't mean quiet. It means cannot be uttered in a natural language. So that's why the devil, well, I'm just going to pray quietly in my mind. Go on. That ain't nothing but mind control and new age witch stuff. The Bible, God tells us, open your mouth wide. Come on. You decree a thing and it shall be established. So what happens is, I, I like to tell people, get a, whatever situation that's going on in your life, write it down. 
and begin to pray over it in the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, I don't know what the answer is. Reveal it unto me. Like now, he just said, bind the spirit of fear. I take authority over the spirit of fear. For there is no fear in love. For perfect love cast out all fear. We bind fear in here. Don't get afraid of the supernatural. This is your birthright. It is God. We are a spirit. We live in a body and we possess a soul. God tell we have power on high with God. That's why the devil, he, he wants to get us over in fear. But you don't have to fear. Because you're going to pray prayers according to the Holy Ghost. You begin to pray according to the Holy Ghost. So when you pray in tongues, you're not just, uh-uh. There is a spiritual language and words and things are moving in the spirit. It's opening a way. It's beginning to cause your spirit to connect with God. See, the problem is we just beat as one is in the air. What? Now you can do that. There are times when we do that corporately, but we want to ask the Holy Spirit to give us some understanding, enlighten the eyes of my understanding. Now you may have to pray over this situation for a couple of days, but you don't want to leave off of this fast without some prayer answers. It's one thing to pray, and I honor those who come to pray, but baby, we want to leave this place with some prayer answers. Why not have the whole enchilada? Come on. Okay, I'm hurrying. He says, now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So what does that mean? When you praying in the Holy Ghost, it's just like a search engine on your computer. You know how sometimes when you put search, that's what the Holy Ghost, he said, okay, what is the call on Pastor Reggie's life? Ebro Shikanaya. Okay, God, you called him to build churches. Ebro Sakaralamata. What's stopping him? Ebro Shokondala Masundelebe Kalaba. Haters in the city. We shut down the haters. We shut down every word curse. We shut it down. That's praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on. I just heard that. We take authority over every spirit, every word curse spoken against him. We decree that he will arise. We prophesy to the borders of his life, increase, expansion. Come on, that's praying with the help of the Holy Ghost. I don't know about anything going over here on the west side. That the Holy Ghost knows. See, that's the way I am. My husband to tell you. I'm like, baby, I don't know, but I know the Holy Ghost knows, and me and him got a relationship. But you know what happens when we break fellowship with him? That's when we get nervous. But this is such a season. Even if you mess up, just get up. His mercy is new every morning. Amen. Okay, now this is the last part and then he says, and we know that all things work together for the good for those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. That's where a lot of people mess up. Well, it's going to all work together for my good. I love God. You love God. I love God. You love God. (laughs) What's wrong with you? No. (laughs) But that's not true. 
You got to pray according to the Holy Ghost. When you, that's a whole, we, see, we take scriptures out of context. It's not going to all work together for our good. Only way it's going to work together for our good, saints, is if we pray. And we begin to pray according to the Holy Spirit. When we yield to the Spirit of God. Amen. So I, I just wanted to admonish you tonight to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And then this is one last scripture I didn't get to say. I believe it's 1 John 5 and 15. Can you put it up for me? I don't know if the guys are still up there, but I, I believe it's first John five and 15. Let me get it real quick. Can y'all take one more scripture? I know you can. Is it up there? It says, and if we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. God is a good God. Do you know what the Lord told me? And it may sound just the simplest revelation. It may sound not even deep. He said, Michelle, I have character. He said, I'm holy and I'm righteous. He said, if my children ask me for something, I'm going to make it good. He said, I'm not like man. He said, I don't lie. If I tell you I'm going to anoint you with power, I'm anointing you with power. Come on. God is not like man. He said, if you know that I hear you, then you can have a confidence, come on, that I'm going to grant the petitions. So what is the problem? Flesh. That's all. Amen. But we're ready to put flesh on the altar and let it burn, baby, burn, right? Come on. God said he lets the smell he loves burning flesh on the altar in the spirit. Come on. This is an hour that we build an altar, an altar of worship, an altar of sacrifice. Whatever it is, I'm telling you, God is delivering us. He's healing us. But one of the things we have to always begin with in prayer that, look, God is not turning a deaf ear to me. If he hears me, come on, he's going to answer me. We have to know that. That scripture say no. That word no means solidify, become one with, understand, have confidence that when I ask God for something, he's going to give it to me. Now he's going to give it to me in his timing. And when I'm ready for it, that's the thing. That's what time always tries to stop us. The devil wants to make us impatient. But I'm telling you, when God gives it to you, he's going to make sure you can prosper in it. Come on. It's going to be good for you. And I really believe this is an hour for this church of great expansion. This is an hour where God is downloading some things in our heart, but he's judging things. He's releasing the spirit of judgment and burning. What does that mean, prophetess? He judges things that's not like him. He begins to remove it, but he also releases a spirit of burning. Will you a new passion, a new love for him? That's the whole reason for the judgments of God, because he wants to remove everything out of your life that will stop you from moving forth in power and glory. See, we even look at judgment the wrong way. Judge means to evaluate. Is this good, bad, or ugly? God wants us to succeed more than, than we do. I'm telling you, this is the finest hour of the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you play something for me? And I'll just pray for you.